0: or one we desired to get rid of upon his leaving my house for the first time i ever took care to lend him a riding-coat or a pair of boots or sometimes an horse of small value and i always had the satisfaction of finding he never came back to return them by this the house was cleared of such as we did not like but never was the family of wakefield known to turn the traveller or the poor dependent out of doors Thus we lived several years in a state of much happiness. Not but that we sometimes had those little rubs which Providence sends to enhance the value of its other favours. My orchard was often robbed by schoolboys, and my wife's custards plundered by the cats or the children. The squire would sometimes fall asleep in the most pathetic parts of my sermon, or his lady return my wife's civilities at church with a mutilated curtsy. But we soon got over the uneasiness caused by such accidents, and usually in three or four days we began to wonder how they vexed us. My children, the offspring of temperance, as they were educated without softness, so they were at once well-formed and healthy. My sons hardy and active, my daughters dutiful and blooming. When I stood in the midst of the little circle, which promised to be supports of my declining age, I could not avoid repeating the famous story of Count Abensburg, who, in Henry II's progress through Germany, when other courtiers came with their treasures, brought his thirty-two children, and presented them to his sovereign as the most valuable offering he had to bestow. In this manner, though I had but six, I considered them as a very valuable present made to my country, and consequently looked upon it as my debtor. Our eldest son was named George, after his uncle, who left us ten thousand pounds. Our second child, a girl, I intended to call after her Aunt Grisel, but my wife, who during her pregnancy had been reading romances, insisted upon her being called Olivia. In less than another year we had a daughter again, and now I was determined that Grisel should be her name. But a rich relation, taking a fancy to stand godmother, the girl was, by her directions, called Sophia, so that we had two romantic names in the family. But I solemnly protest I had no hand in it. Moses was our next, and after an interval of twelve years we had two sons more. It would be fruitless to deny my exultation when I saw my little ones about me. But the vanity and the satisfaction of my wife were even greater than mine. When our visitors would usually say, "'Well, upon my word, Mrs. Primrose, "'you have the finest children in the whole country.' "'Ay, neighbour, she would answer, "'they are as heaven made them handsome enough, "'if they be good enough. "'For handsome is that handsome does.' "'And then she would bid the girls hold up their heads, "'who, to conceal nothing, were certainly very handsome. "'Mere outside is so very trifling a circumstance with me "'that I should scarce have remembered to mention it.' had it not been a general topic of conversation in the country. Olivia, now about eighteen, had that luxuriancy of beauty, with which painters generally draw hebe, open, sprightly, and commanding. Sophia's features were not so striking at first, but often did more certain execution, for they were soft, modest, and alluring. The one vanquished by a single blow, the other by efforts successfully repeated— The temper of a woman is generally formed from the turn of her features, at least it was so with my daughters. Olivia wished for many lovers, Sophia to secure one. Olivia was often affected from too great a desire to please. Sophia even repressed excellence from her fears to offend. The one entertained me with her vivacity when I was gay, and the other with her sense when I was serious. But these qualities were never carried to excess in either— and I have often seen them exchange characters for a whole day together. A suit of mourning has transformed my coquette into a prude, and a new set of ribbons given her younger sister, more than natural vivacity. My eldest son George was bred at Oxford, as I intended him for one of the learned professions. My second boy Moses, whom I designed for business, received a sort of miscellaneous education at home, but it would be needless to attempt describing the particular characters of young people that had seen but very little of the world in short a family likeness prevailed through all and properly speaking they had but one character that of being all equally